0: It, how long have we been doing
1: this show? You're listening to The Wrestling Life
2: on iTunes, SoundCloud, and at obpapparel.com.
1: Hey everybody, it's The Wrestling Life. Thank you for checking us out on iTunes and SoundCloud. This is episode 178. I'm Liam. I'm Ethan. Ethan, we've got a lot to talk about. One might say we have so much to talk about.
2: And so much that we can't talk
1: about. I guess we start at the at the beginning. Uh, I don't know if you heard, Ethan, but there was a, a show that WWE did in, uh, in Saudi Arabia on Friday
2: it feels like it was 400 years ago but yes
1: (laughs) yes all the way back in the mystical land of last friday they (laughs) uh they did they did their show and uh is it true they did the the entire show without mentioning saudi arabia once
2: correct they said they were in Riyadh once and Mm -hmm. and uh king Saud or prince Saud stadium whatever it was they named the venue once or twice and they did uh a special introduction for uh, The Prince, but <laughs> they mm. they never once said uh, Saudi Arabia.
1: That's, uh, that's pretty impressive, I guess. Um, I guess the biggest news coming out of the show, uh, Shane McMahon was declared the best wrestler on the earth.
2: To me, the best news com- coming out of that show, the biggest news coming out of that show, was Shane McMahon kicked out of Dolph Ziggler's finish and then pinned him... Cl- <laughs> And then pinned them clean in four minutes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a real uh, that's a real tough choice for me. It's a real catch twenty two, you know. I I do hate Dolph Ziggler a lot, but I also hate Shane McMahon a lot. So, um, hmm, I'm not I'm not sure which one of those I hate more. But yes, Shane McMahon won. Apparently, this is part of a a plan, a long term plan to turn Shane McMahon heel. Mm. And uh, because what we need is a heel McMahon authority figure, we've uh, we haven't seen that in uh, about six minutes, mm. and we need another one.
2: So does that mean Stephanie has to go baby babyface since they hate each other in canon?
1: I, I mean, I guess <laughs> I I I mean I wouldn't mind babyface Hunter and Steph just because we've seen heel <laughs> Hunter and Steph for so long. Um, and because they they're going to be the ones doing all the charity work anyway, so they might as well be baby faces. But uh, yeah, I guess we'll we'll see where that comes. My early inclination, and of course this is just a feeling, this isn't a hashtag scoops yet. Shane McMahon's going to wrestle Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania. Why not? <laughs> I just get that feeling. If Shane's going heel. Who else Sh- is going to wrestle? Sure, Batman's- why not?
2: Ah, doubtful.
1: That's what I'm saying. And then in the main event, uh, four senior citizens um, limped to the (laughs) ring. Uh, One of them, surprisingly, the guy who is the most active wrestler, uh, Torres Peck, (laughs) somewhat early on to the match. And uh, they had a match. Um, Full disclosure, I did not see this show. So I'm going to rely on you for most of the actual analysis. I did see some clips of this on Twitter it looked pretty hilarious. Um, Sean doing a moonsault to the floor and nobody catching him. Kane's mask falling off. Yes. Um, Hunter and Taker trying to do something where one of them threw the other into the barricade, but they both sort of just leaned up against it. Uh, I guess what were your what were your thoughts on this main event? I, I, I it's the type of event I feel like you had to watch, especially for someone like you who was such a big Shawn Michaels fan. I guess, what are your your thoughts on the match itself and sort of what it represented?
2: Well, it represented uh, decay, entropy, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, the the decline of Western civilization. Mm. That's what it represented. Uh, I don't know, man. It's kind of hard to judge what the match could have been because Triple H tore his pack like three minutes in. And laid on the floor on the outside for a long time and Undertaker crawled over to him and asked him what was wrong and <laughs> Dr. Rahman was out there checking on him and that, that, that clip that you described where they um, screwed up a Irish whip on the floor into the barricade, uh, Hunter couldn't use his right arm. <laughs> ah. um, I noticed that he was throwing a lot of chops in the match instead of punches. And it's mm-hmm. like, I don't think... Like I know about, I don't know, five years before you retired, Shawn Michaels started doing that because his shoulders were shot and his punches uh, sucked. So he right. started, to throw, so he started throwing chops. Well, I've never noticed that Hunter's punches suck before. So I noticed he was throwing, he was only throwing chops. I'm like, what is going on? It's like, oh, he can't use his right arm because he tore his pec. <laughs> um, so that. It completely screwed up the match. Um, Shawn Michaels was not awful, but he was not Shawn Michaels. He was not quite as uh, spry, athletic. Um, They couldn't smoke and mirrors him when he's out there essentially wrestling a handicap match. Um, So I didn't I think Sean was a little bit worse than I expected, but he was not. Um, he wasn't awful.
1: Gotcha. So, yeah, my what I saw there was just like uh, Sean Michaels looked like Petey Williams when Petey Williams was dressing like Scott Steiner. Yeah, and uh, that was that was uh, that was kind of my observations. It, it looked very sad, and hey, I guess. It's slightly better than the worst possible scenario. Like, nobody died, right?
2: I mean, they came about as close as you can (laughs) to dying without actually (laughs) dying. I mean, Triple H tore a major muscle in his chest, and Shawn Michaels jumped off the top rope and landed on his head. I mean, (laughs) yeah, that's pretty bad.
1: Yeah, no, that's fair. (laughs) I'm just... It's it's such it's so weird. It was just weird looking at clips of it, man. Just, just two two just four very old men who shouldn't be wrestling and they definitely shouldn't be wrestling each other. Like and and I remember Sean talking in some interview a while ago about how if he got in the ring for a singles match, he'd wanted to be with someone like Joe or somebody that like works a slower pace mm-hmm. because he knows he can't he couldn't do the super athletic match with somebody like AJ or Gargano or Seth. And I was like, okay, that kind of makes sense. But then I guess in that scenario where one, he had to work, you know, somewhat, you know, probably maybe more earlier than he was expecting because Hunter got hurt. And well, you still got to do all your signature Shawn Michaels spots. You still got to do the elbow. You still got to do the, I mean, you didn't got to do the moonsault to the floor, but I guess he wanted to. (laughs) And then, you, you know, you got you to still, still look like Shawn Michaels. And it's not, it's not easy. Like, there's, there's very few guys that age that come out of retirement try to work the way they always worked and look good, right?
2: Yeah, well, he didn't really try to work the way he used to work. I mean, to his credit, well, it's hard to say what. It's hard to say if he did or he didn't because it seemed like whatever they had planned all went awry. And they were out there calling it on the fly, and whatever they called wasn't particularly good. <laughs> it was uh, beating right. on beating on Sean forever. Um yeah. So uh squeezing. Oh, of course it was a cane match. Of course. Um, I mean Undertaker tried. He tried. <laughs> <laughs> He did his leg drop on the apron, he did his snake eyes big boot leg drop spot, which I haven't seen him do in I don't know a long time. It feels like <laughs> probably yeah. since since those Brock matches I yeah, mean it's he, been a while he looked awful doing it, but he did you know to his credit, he was trying to make up for the deficiencies, but he couldn't that's
1: fair. So. I mean, look—it's like he said in that promo, right? You can't out—you can't outrun the Reaper. That's right. And everything ends. And
2: yep, yep. Show show is awful. It,
1: <laughs> it was, was like, as a whole. I didn't really hear anybody talk about anything besides Shane and the Undertaker and Sean match. So anything else like terrible, or was it just kind of boring?
2: It was all atrocious. It was mostly boring. Um, nothing was, you know. <clears throat> Awful worst match of the year. Well, the main event is a candidate for worst match of the year, but (laughs) nothing else was abysmal. It was just a waste of time. And it was a big the it was the biggest nothing doing four hour and twenty minute (laughs) snooze fest, you know, just Kurt Angle doing a six minute match, Elizabeth Dolph Ziggler, bunch of six minute matches because they decided to do a one night tournament. Like what? sent Rey mysterio out to saudi arabia to do do a stretcher job like i don't i don't don't understand what we're
1: doing here anymore well i guess well for they wanted to tell a story uh, that involved Shane mcmahon winning uh and to do that you had to do injury angles and, and all that crazy stuff but yeah, from all, by all accounts, it was, it was not a particularly good show. But I guess we can move on to Raw here. You mentioned Kurt Angle lost in about six minutes to Dolph Ziggler on, on, on uh, Crown Jewel. On Raw, in the main event, he wrestled Drew McIntyre on about what about an hour notice. Something like that. They, I believe they announced it was Corbin and Angle and then changed it at the last minute to Drew and Angle. And then Drew just kind of squashed him for the most part. And, and just beat him up and beat him up and kicked out of Kurt's finish and got out of the ankle lock and then beat Kurt with his own ankle lock. Uh, good that they're being, you know, that they're having the new guy be dominant over the Attitude Era guy, or did you think it was a little too much the other way?
2: I mean, I don't, I don't particularly care about the result of that one, just because it's clear that Drew is either going to be their top babyface or top heel. Very, very soon, yeah. So, and so he should beat everybody, but I mean, the win would mean more if Kurt ever won a match, you know what I mean? (laughs) Like, that's fair. Can we maybe have Kurt beat Dolph Ziggler? (laughs) Sure, um, you know,
1: or you could have like announced this match for like next week and you had Kurt beat like I don't know anybody, like Dolph or. Even somebody lower tier, like Curtis Axel or somebody. Somebody you don't care about. Let him tap out a couple of geeks. Sure. But instead, yeah, so Drew was, was pretty dominant. Uh, other stuff from Raw, uh, they decided to do a bit where uh, Natalia inexplicably brought her father's, uh, her dead father's, sunglasses to the ring. And halfway through the match, Ruby Riot uh, just got them and broke them. And then the match was declared a no contest.
2: It's one of the weirder no contests I've ever seen. Um, Ruby Riot, like broke the sunglasses and then walked off. And Natty could have stayed in the ring and won the match by countout. Instead, she had to sit on the apron and cry. She couldn't sit in the ring and cry.
1: <laughs> well, you know. She was distraught. I,
2: so then the crowd started counting everyone out while the referee stood there shrugging, shrugging. <laughs> like... <laughs> it's one of the dumber segments I've seen in a long time. Like, I appreciate them trying to give someone on the undercard a story like that's sure. nice. That's nice. That's the one good thing. Vince were so used to do is that at least everybody, he tried to give everybody an angle. Now the angle is complete garbage, but he did, <laughs> he did try to involve everyone in the roster and it's like, well that, yeah, then, then, then that makes sense. And then everybody's a star. So I appreciate the effort, but, uh, poor execution.
1: Yeah, that's, I think that's pretty fair. Um, some other things from raw, uh, Finn Balor should quit. Definitely. He, uh, so follow, follow me on this trail and let me know if I get anything wrong. Yep. Uh, two weeks ago, Finn pinned Bob Lashley. Correct. Last week, Finn was about to beat Bob Lashley again, and Leo Rush got involved for a DQ, meaning Finn won a second time. Correct. So this third match uh, was billed as Finn going for retribution against Bob Lashley. He he was beaten up, to be fair, after after winning by DQ last week. Um, but, but Finn yeah. is avenging his wins yes, against his, Bob his Lashley?
2: Con- his consecutive victories, yes.
1: Okay. And uh, so this week, Bob Lashley just beat him. Yep. And uh and then Drew came out seemingly to save Finn from another beating, save his little buddy Finn, and then also beat up Finn. Yes. Okay. Um, yep, just a reminder, everybody, Finn should quit. Should yep. quit right now. Not yep. don't waste another second. Nope. Um man, like what it's I mean, is it just because Finn was also in that Corbin feud that never ended, just no matter how many times Finn won? He would then just lose to the guy next week, but it just feels like that's Finn's lot in life. Like they put him with the guy that they like, but they don't know what to do with. And they just kind of have matches all the time until they figure out a program for the guy they like.
2: I just don't understand how you have three hours of television and you have l- literally almost all the talented wrestlers in the world under contract. Yeah. <laughs> And yet we have to do, first of all, we have to do the same match three weeks in a row on television. (laughs) (laughs) And second of all, we can't, we have to beat uh, Finn Balor. Repeatedly. Yes.
1: You would think you could at least give Finn some wins on TV so that when he does lose, it would mean something. Yes. But no, we don't, we just, we just beat him.
2: Like I'm fine. We were talking a little bit about this offline. Um, and you were um, going through SmackDown spoilers and you um, mentioned to me that you thought that Nikki Cross and Sanity well you thought that Nikki Cross was mishandled on SmackDown this week and that Sanity has been um, just squashed since they came to the main roster and of yes, course
1: I was amused by by what? their uh, their plight on the main roster
2: right and of course it's impossible to argue with the fact that I don't think they've won a single match <laughs> <laughs> since, since they've been on the main roster Yeah. Um, But um, to kind of extrapolate that and further that discussion, I'm totally fine with the pecking order. And frankly, I don't think sanity is a main event act. And I think you need some mid-card people for, you know, to get beat sometimes. Like, that's fine. I think sanity, I think their ceiling was a mid-card act, and that's fine. But to your point, <laughs> yes, they need to beat someone at some point <laughs> for for someone beating them to mean anything.
1: Correct, kind of exactly what we were talking about with Kurt before as well.
2: Right, he's got to yeah. be got to beat somebody. Like, right. I'm totally fine with the pecking order. And look, Finn Balor would be—I don't know if he'd be my champion right now, but uh, you know, going back three years ago or whatever before he got hurt—that's really one of the great what ifs. Like, would Vince have gotten cold feet? You know and changed his mind immediately after putting the universal title on him two years ago. Right. Um, would, would he, you know, or would he have seen it through? He probably wouldn't have seen it through just cause he never sees anything through.
1: But I mean, I feel like Finn was always destined to lose that belt to Brock so that Brock could lose it to Roman, but
2: yeah, that's fine. Um, so I'm not sure if he would be, you know, my champion or anything, but he would be, he would be a top guy for me, but okay, fine. I'm not, I'm not booking the comp. I'm not booking the territory. But uh it what what whatever. Just establish a pecking order. Like it doesn't mean <laughs> anything if Finn beats Lashley twice and then Lashley beats him. It doesn't help Finn. It doesn't help Lashley. Like what? Correct. <laughs> it's so dumb. There's no pecking order. There's those see a mid-card guys, and then when Roman and Brock are around, they're protected, and that's it.
1: Yeah. I mean, and I guess I guess now Drew is and we're they're really putting some steam behind the the Drew and Braun stuff, which I mean they can't pay off until at least December, right? Because um, we have to do Raw versus SmackDown this month. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So right. also, I guess I I didn't watch Raw this week, but I, I what is it obvious to you that Braun's hurting? Because I've been hearing and reading stuff about how Braun is like visibly limping and. Looks like he's in rough shape.
2: Well, I mean, he's required to run every week, of course. Like, he's right. always running around. And he's running with a guy whose lower back and knees are hurting him. But, I mean, I think most wrestlers lower back and knees probably hurt them. Sure.
1: <laughs> he's, I mean, he's he's not Kali right now or anything.
2: No, it's not that bad. He's still, you know. But he looks like he's hurting. But, I mean, he's a big guy carrying a lot of weight. And they're asking him to, like, do sprints. <laughs>
1: like, yeah. He also had to take an F five to the floor. <laughs> oh, speaking of which, Brock Lesnar won the Universal Championship, which I believe you uh, predicted last week.
2: Yeah, you went you went along with it, but
1: yes, but I, I I'll give you the I'll give you the the proper credit as it was your idea. Thank you. Um, you you alerted me to the fact that Brock, that Paul had used his not a spoiler line and how that had pretty much always resulted in Brock winning. And well, by golly, it happened again
2: right well one i mean it's half lucky guess you know what i mean it's like one of these days he's gonna say it and brock's gonna lose <laughs> right it's just you know picking what time it is but i also don't think brock's gonna fight so
1: yeah that's uh i think that's pretty uh despite daniel cormier calling him out and saying that he wanted to fight for the universal championship
2: <laughs> i think especially given daniel cormier called him out <laughs> Cormier is a bad dude.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Like, with the exception of John Jones, Daniel Cormier has pretty much smashed everyone he's ever fought. He's never lost a fight except John Jones. Who was maybe on performance enhancing drugs at least one time, possibly two times. Yes. So yeah, I think uh, yeah, I'm kind of coming around your way of thinking of of Brock, maybe just I'm sure he'll he'll test the waters to see what money he can get. But perhaps only in service of them saying to Vince, well, you know, they're offering me this for one night. But uh yeah, either way, Brock's the champion. He's gonna wrestle AJ Styles at Survivor Series. Is that is that an exciting rematch? Did you enjoy their match last year?
2: I enjoyed it last year, but it's I enjoyed it last year, but it's not exciting to me.
1: That's fair. <laughs> I like this is the only chance apparently every year that Brock's gonna have to work with a guy that's smaller than him and can actually go up for stuff. Because the rest of the year, he's got to wrestle Kane and Braun.
2: Oh. AJ made him work a little bit last year. He's the only guy that's made Brock work in like five years. That's
1: true. And Brock gave him a lot too. Brock sold for the, the calf crusher and Brock yeah. yeah, Brock gave him some stuff in there too. Um, so I, I think that'll be a good match. Uh, I don't know. Exciting, maybe not the right word, but... Uh, moving on to SmackDown, um, how about, how's the uh, the Ronda Becky stuff? Is that, are you excited for that? Should that be the actual main event of this show?
2: It should. It should. Do you think it will be?
1: No, Shane McMahon isn't a match. <laughs> you gotta put the stars on last, Ethan.
2: He's the best wrestler in the world.
1: Right, the best wrestler in the world, Shane McMahon, is wrestling on this show.
2: Exactly. I don't know, it's, I mean, it's. It's interesting. I mean, it's gonna suck. <laughs> like I'm, I like Ronda as a wrestler, and Ronda's very important and <laughs> everything. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna be pissed when Ronda beats Becky.
1: Yeah, you think she's gonna tap her out?
2: <laughs> I mean, she has to.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, Becky's the heel, right? He'll right. have to lose clean.
2: Right, we gotta save Ronda from Nia Jax. <laughs>
1: right. Well, who who turned heel?
2: Turned heel again, and sided with Tamina on Raw.
1: Yes, we got a a new women's tag team in the division that doesn't have tag team titles.
2: Yeah, so. Uh, I think one of the, the greatest points and funniest things you've ever said on the show was that Vince has his, his guys he'll always go back to, and mm-hmm. that if, if Sergeant Slaughter and Jimmy Snuka could still go, <laughs> we'd, st- <laughs> we'd still be seeing them like on WrestleMania and you know old school Raws and stuff. Yeah, boss man, right? Yeah. Well, now Tamina, I guess since Jimmy Snuka is dead, Tamina Snuka is now just guaranteed <laughs> a spot forever, job
1: for life. You know, you got God bless got her.
2: I'm, I'm sure she's well liked.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> but yes, overall, I do just have to mention, and this is, this is one of my things that I have to talk about. Becky in her promo on SmackDown had some line about how Ronda was handpicked by the company. Now in real life, that is very obviously true. They have built the entire division around her. She is their biggest mainstream star. She's, you know, was heavily involved in the promotion of the video game. So that's very true. So on the surface level, not a big deal. Except that in storyline, on this show, the entire thing of Rhonda coming in was about how Triple H and Stephanie secretly hated her and were trying to control her. And once they couldn't control her, they tried to fight her. So when you do the thing where you say this person's been handpicked by management when management literally tried to fight her, that sucks and it's stupid and it's work, shoot stuff. And that always sucks. Even if it's good, just had to say that. All right. Uh, Other things on SmackDown Uh, Miz and Daniel Bryan are co-captains for team SmackDown. And I only really bring this up because at the end, the the show ended with uh, all of team SmackDown sort of arguing with each other Awesome. and uh daniel bryan beat everybody's ass he put joe <laughs> he put Samoa Joe in the yes lock he beat up the miz uh shane like walks up behind him he like flips shane over on his back and then he just storms out of the ring and the crowd is going insane they love this daniel bryan they love badass daniel bryan and it's like you talk about what ifs man can you imagine if they like pushed him the way they pushed him those two weeks before WrestleMania in 2014 <laughs> all the time. <laughs> like people want him to be that type of hero, but he's 5'9", so he has to lose all the time. And he only gets to stand tall once every six weeks.
2: It's more than that, though, because AJ's 5'9", and AJ's been WWE champion for a year.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I I don't know, man. I just I look at that. I just, I just saw the reaction he got. This crowd is—they're jumping up and down. They're doing yes chants as he's just beating everybody up. And I'm like, man, they could have could have had something here, and they're just—they're <laughs> just not going to do anything with it long term.
2: No, they're not. You know,
1: it's woefully depressing.
2: AJ AJ Styles has been champion. AJ has been WWE champion for a year because he is. Um, to use the turn from his theme song. He's a redneck from the south, whose dad used to beat him up. Vince McMahon is a redneck from the south whose stepdad used to beat him up.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: they Vince connects with AJ on that level. Vince is a huge AJ Styles fan. That's why AJ Styles has been WWE champion for for a year.
1: Oh, you mean a- this isn't a uh, secretly Triple H calling the shots? Because you know everything. Uh, no. I think- Secretly, everything good in WWE is Triple H is doing and everything bad is Vince McMahon's.
2: Right. That's not what that's not what I'm saying. You're um, saying the
1: opposite in this case.
2: Yes. I'm saying Vince is a huge AJ Styles fan, and you know what a fan he is of his work, given that he's 5'9 and he's been his champion for a year. Yeah. So ju- juxtapose AJ Styles with Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan, similar size similar um level of worker i mean you know at the in their prime top five in the world sure daniel bryan is a um progressive um type b personality um you know
1: he doesn't even eat meat
2: right had a great relationship with his family you know what i mean like it's yeah <laughs>
1: it's that's the, that's the difference
2: that's it's the the guy behind the curtain pulling the you know pulling the strings doesn't have the connection with Brian and he has that connection with AJ and there's the difference.
1: Yeah, I mean that's that's it makes sense in the sort of Vince McMahon way <laughs> that things make sense <laughs> when you've followed Vince McMahon's booking for as long as you have and as long as <laughs> you know. Yeah. So I you're right. Like I think you're very much right here. Um it's just it's just but like the fan like the fans want him to be more than what he is currently and they just choose to ignore it and i know this isn't anything new but it was just so apparent watching daniel bryan kick everybody's ass this week and watch the fans react so strongly to it yeah. like that's what they want to see but he's going to like lose to i don't know he'll probably lose to joe next week or something like i just i don't know man it's just it frustrates me but uh, i guess moving on to the rest of the world of pro wrestling as we're starting to wrap things up here. Uh, New Japan had their, uh, their final big show of the year and uh, Chris Jericho retained his title against evil. You were on play by play for uh, figurefouronline.com figure four for this show. Uh, how'd you like the show? And uh, what did you think of evil and Jericho?
2: Mm, there was a cool misdirection spot. <laughs> <laughs> That led to a near fall at the end. That was worth the price of admission. Uh, they both hit the ropes at the same time, and it looked like they were going to do that spot where one guy starts running the ropes, then the other guy immediately runs the ropes behind him, and the guy turns around and then he runs right into a spot. Mm-hmm. It looks like they were about to do that, only Jericho just turned around, and hit the guy with the code breaker, <laughs> and it was a cool, innovative spot. Um, the rest of them... I mean, it was a wild, you know, Jericho Brody brawl. like <laughs>
1: <laughs> Bruiser
2: Chris. Yes, exactly. And, and the rest of the show was, you know, Naito beat Saber. And he got his win back over Saber. Um, Suzuki and Ishi beat the crap out of each other. And there were a bunch of tags. Uh, <laughs> and Goto and Taichi had... I can only assume they purposefully had a boring match. <laughs> Otherwise... <laughs> If they were trying to have a good match, I I don't know, man. <laughs> I just I just I, don't I don't do know.
1: You, do you like Goto's work in general? I don't know if we've ever talked about him on this show. He's
2: so, he's solid. Like I you know
1: I enjoy him with the right guy. Like I really enjoyed the match. I think he had a match with Omega that I really liked this year.
2: Yeah, I mean t- I don't know. He's almost better suited in- to tags for me because he can get in and do you know his moves that are cool mm-hmm. and not necessarily have to do you know, eight minutes of selling chin locks or whatever.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's fair. But, uh, and then the last thing I just want to mention, um, as we're wrapping up here, this is like about a week old now, but Matt Riddle made his official uh, NXT debut. Got the biggest freaking reaction. People go crazy for this guy and he just beats up, you know, he just beats a job guy in a minute and a half or whatever. But I just like, now, I am no longer in the business of predicting what people will do on the main roster in WWE because, you know, who who can tell anymore? Right. But it's like, I think they got something with him. And it feels like he's going to be in NXT for a year and he's going to get cooled off and he's going to come up to the main yeah. roster. And Vince is going to see, as you mentioned, a personality type that he does not understand. <laughs> A surfer bro uh, <laughs> who's about six foot tall and, you know, 215 pounds, and he's going to look at him, and he's going to see Braun walk by. He's going to go, this guy is, you know, he's going to be in a Finn Balor spot. But, man, it feels like maybe they could have something with Riddle if they wanted to have it.
2: Well, time will tell. It's it's one of the great, uh, you know, unsolved mysteries coming up here in the next Year or so in wrestling.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know. It's like I always think about. Like I remember hearing people talk about, like, man, everybody wanted Kerry Von Eric in like 1980. You know, whatever. It's like everybody wanted to sign that guy, and WWF got him. And then you know, Kerry was Kerry, so he kind of <laughs> screwed himself out of seeing what his long term potential was. But it's like, man, you just see the guy. He's got the right look. The crowd really invests in him immediately seems to have a connection just immediately that people realize, okay, this guy's cool. We like him. We want to cheer for him. It's like, man, you can't, you can't buy that. We talked about that with Gargano's stuff or Sami Zayn or Bailey or any of those people in NXT who seem to just like immediately build this connection, this following. It's like, man, it's just, I don't want to be the pessimist here. As we always, as we always say, we try to, we try to find some silver linings in these clouds when we talk about WWE stuff every week, and I'm like, man, Matt Riddle could be... I don't know, maybe that's not breaking news. Matt Riddle could be a big star <laughs> if, if the right person uh, gets their hands on him.
2: I'm going to draw a parallel here. Uh, Matt Riddle will be th- in the Jeff Hardy spot. Okay. Uh, he will always be more over than his push. Finally, they're going to have no choice but to relent and go all the way with him. But okay. it's gonna it's gonna be a struggle <laughs> for a long and time. Triple
1: H will never ever put him over.
2: It's <laughs> he'll he'll do it but then like jump up immediately and shrug his shoulders.
1: <laughs> uh, we could we could do an entire separate show on, on the booking of Jeff Hardy in two thousand and eight, I think. But and we probably have before. <laughs> but uh, Alright, I think we're we're kinda of wrapping up the end. Any other big stories from wrestling that we need to touch on this week or should we kinda of wrap up?
2: hope there's nothing else to talk about so. <laughs> <laughs> I and,
1: think... and so do we all <laughs>
2: <laughs> alright let's wrap up
1: until next time I'm Liam I'm Ethan and we'll be back soon with more stories from the wrestling life
2: adios
1: Yeah, I'm really, uh, really bummed out. Ted Cruz and lose. That was really <laughs> what I want more than anything in my life is for Ted Cruz to be sad, and to just never have a moment of happiness as long as he lives. That's really what I hope for.
2: I mean, do you think he's happy though?
1: <laughs> I mean, probably not. Based on <laughs> all he ever really wanted to do with his life was be the president, and now he never will be. Mm-hmm. So now he's just kind of running for second place and I guess making himself as rich as he possibly can. Mm. And maybe he still thinks there's a chance he could run in like 2024.
2: (laughs) Sure. Why not?
1: I mean, at that point, who knows what the country will be, but (laughs) um, maybe he still thinks if, you know, since he's reverse course, I mean, there's some solace in that in order to, he just barely beat out, a Democrat in one of the most Republican states in the union. And to do so, he had to uh, literally and figuratively embrace the man who called his wife ugly and said his dad (laughs) tried to kill. It was involved in the killing of JFK. Like there's some, there's some solace in that, but it's just not quite as quite as nice as it would have been if, uh, if he'd lost. Beautiful Ted. Beautiful. This sad sack of crap. <laughs> what you are
2: gone from uh, lying Ted to beautiful Ted.
1: <laughs> I mean I mean that is, that is I mean it is and we've talked about this I don't know if we've ever talked about it on the show. I mean the whatever you think of him, the way that he turned every <laughs> uh you know mainstream Republican voice into like a sniveling little uh coward who has to toe the line. It's pretty. It's pretty enjoyable to watch.
2: One after one after the other: Cruz, Romney, uh, 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 Chris Christie, Rubio. Yeah. Even Ryan
1: Ryan and McConnell. Like yeah, they all all got in line.
2: See, see, McConnell doesn't have a soul though. Like McConnell. Oh no, that doesn't surprise me at
1: all. But no, but at least publicly, like you know, he had to denounce a few things, and then. He he wasn't quite as publicly. I mean, it, I mean, it's it was a hundred years ago, so who can remember now? But in 2016, um, like when that when the grabbing by the the stuff came, tape came out, like everybody jumped out of the ship. Like Paul Ryan, crapped on him, Mike Pence wouldn't defend him. Like <laughs> like they all were like we're losing, and so we're all going to distance ourselves. But he won, and so now they all. They all have to get back in line and they have to get in line. And I mean, there's, there's, if you're looking at, you know, positives from a democratic side, a lot of like smaller elections were, were won. there's a lot of like democratic judges and, and state senators in places that have never been there before. And, you know, the fact that a Democrat could get that close to winning in States like Texas or Florida or, you know, in the few upsets they had, like winning the governorship in Wisconsin, um, it's like, yeah, there's, and obviously they took back the House. So it's like, it's not like it wasn't the worst case scenario, but then immediately afterwards, I see Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer talking about bipartisanship and I wanted to set myself on fire.
0: Mm. Yes. Like,
1: what in the last, I'm really like, you know, ever, but especially the last two years makes you think that what we need to do. Is work with these people what we need to do is move to the center my favorite tweet of all time is from uh i think the account is called internet hippo it's a cartoon <laughs> it's, hip it's a picture of a cartoon hippo and i don't natural. think he's active anymore but his best tweet is like i just got back from the centrist rally thousands of people joining hands and saying all together better things aren't possible status quo <laughs> status quo it's like centrist it's like let's just make sure nobody's happy. I hate I hate centrists more almost as much as I hate libertarians.
2: <laughs> I mean, you know, when we had a booming econ- economy and weren't uh, in uh, engaged in conflict all over the globe for no apparent reason, um I mean, it was bubba working with working with the Republican Congress. Sure.
1: But... I mean, that that did win them that election. Like that did it won them one election, and then they, the Democrats have gotten thrashed for the last 10 years, basically, and they're still not willing to do. It's like, the, And we talked about this before. The Republicans won a lot of elections because they leaned into their base. Right. And Democrats are still like, we just need to get those independents. We their, just base need to get th- is, their base is dying, though. Yeah, I guess.
2: I mean, but- slowly— but, but they're dying.
1: Yeah, yeah, not not fast enough. But, <laughs> jeez, yeah. I don't know. It's just it's a lot of. I'm I can't be out and like immediately I saw people going like oh Beto's going to run for president. And I was like, I'd like to see somebody not that didn't just lose to the most unlikable Republican <laughs> in on God's green earth. Now he's going to run against the second most unlikable Republican. <laughs> on God's green earth and you think he's going to win? It's like, I, just, I don't know.
2: I mean, I, I still have a pretty difficult time believing that anyone other than Hillary Clinton could have lost the last election, though.
1: I agree. I mean, I think Biden would have won pretty handily. I think any of those people, any you know, if Booker had run then, if... Yeah, I mean, I think those two people, Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump, like, they each party picked the only person that could have lost... To the other one, <laughs> um, so it's, it's it's just the way elections work. Though it's like, well, you don't really have to get you don't really have to get the most votes. You just have to get the most votes in certain areas, and that's all that matters. And right, and I not So yeah, I think I think you no, know, I think it's mm, unlikely. But I anyone who goes, this is a foregone conclusion that Trump's a one term president is not doesn't understand how good Democrats are at losing <laughs> they're very good at that <laughs> hey hey everybody oh wait what number is this
2: uh,
0: 178 thank you I try to keep on keeping on